The following thoughts on Hoffy Hour represent Brian Hoffy and Pastis. Listener discretion is advised. Live from Tampa Bay, you are tuned in to Hoppy Hour. He's the voice of a generation that got screwed by the baby boomers. Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. Hoppy Hour. Hoppy Hour. Hoppy Hour starts in four, three, two. Hoppy, Hoppy, Hoppy. This is Hoppy Hour with Hoppy and Alessia. Hoppy Hour, Hoppy Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. All right, let's get right into it. This is Hoppy Hour. I am your host, Ryan Hoppy. Alessia Calandra is off because she has her day job to go to. Just wanted to bring that up so people didn't think she was off the show. But live on Hoppy Hour is two Tampa Bay legends. We got Jay Wilson and we got Shodcore from The Real Clash. What's up, boys? What's good? What's What's good, good, Mr. Hoppy? Man, I have been a big fan of you guys forever, and I've wanted to interview you guys for a few years, but I wanted to wait until everything was perfectly set up because like, I didn't want to be in like a squished promotions room at my old radio job. So this feels like the perfect alignment for an interview. Absolutely, man. Definitely. We ready. Yes, sir. Man, you guys killed it two Fridays ago at the Mary Joanna Miss Christmas party at a Dignitary Tea and Cava House. Brought to you by Ian Beckles. When I tell you guys that was one of the most fun nights of my life, sitting up there allegedly very high and there's the chair, and you guys just killed it that night. Like, before you went up, did you guys know you were going to have that good of a show? Um, I mean, it might sound cocky, but yeah, you know, I, I think we did. And, and the reason why um, is because we put in the practice, you know what I mean? We, we put in the work. Um, beforehand, so the confidence level is up because we've prepared. You know what I mean? I you definitely had a certain confidence, man, where I could tell that you were going to kill it. Because, like, I went to a concert recently, and there was, like, 20 acts there, and it was all up and comers, and one of the acts was so unconfident in herself, and she's like, oh, my God, this is the first time I've performed somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And her set, nobody paid attention, nobody cared. But you were commanding the room, like, this is my show, this is my band, we're going to kill it. And that's definitely a sign that you've been at this a minute, that you can just walk in and naturally kill it. Absolutely, absolutely, man. It, it, it comes from, again, the preparation, the experience, and, um, you know, if we give that confident um, feel, then the audiences go feel it. But then vice versa, just like the experience that yeah. you had. If you're not confident, that's going to come across. And how can the audience get excited if you're not excited yourself, if you're unsure if you're going to deliver, you know? Yeah. And we're familiar with the space. And we know our material, so yeah. it, it helps. You definitely fascinate me, Jay, because you're very chill – and you don't try too hard, which is what makes you so likable, is that you're not a guy that like shows off. Neither of you guys are. And that's what I like about you guys is that you guys definitely, um, you know what you're doing and you know what you want to do. So a lot of times I'll see local acts and I feel like they're trying to be something or they're trying to be something they're not. And you guys, like, for example, Shotcore, 
You say in your rap song, I don't drink and I don't cheat on my wife. Like that's something unique because whenever people think of like musical artists, they think of cheating and drinking. And I just love how you guys are very true to the art. Yeah, man. I think that comes from being cut from that cloth of that certain era where it was more about telling the truth in your raps and not doing a lot of fabrication and not a lot of fluff to make yourself appear to be something that you're not. I'm like, let's just get back to keeping it real for real, for real. You know what I mean? Um, you know, let's, let's glamorize the, the positive things in life because you only got so much time on this earth, man. You might as well put out good so good will come back to you. Who are some artists that made you guys want to go into rap music? Like everybody will say like Biggie or Tupac. And if that's your answer, that's fine. But who are like some underrated names that you guys listen to the first time and you're like, man, this is great? Shoot. Um, Tragedy Gaddafi. Used to be Intelligent Hoodlum. Rest the President. That was like one of my yes. <laughs> favorite tracks. You know, Delta Funky Homo Sapien. Mm. You know, Souls of Mischief. De La Soul, of course. Naughty by Nature. You know, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm from up north, so, you know. What like part? Jersey. I'm from Chic- Chicago, so. You know, Asbury Park representing. <laughs> you know, but do- those are the heads that I listen to. You know, a lot of EPMD, Redman. You know, they, they got, they got Love bars. Redman. They got low and they got stage presence yes, you know what i mean all of that uh, and you know if you know me you know i'm a big run dmc ad that's oh, yeah. that's who um that's who inspired me yes, um and and that back to you know kind of piggybacking off of what jay said about stage presence dj run had like well the group itself but especially run had like the ultimate stage presence like you know he had the famous line from crush groove we had a whole lot of superstars on this stage here tonight, but this is my mother effing house. So yeah. that's how you have to come. You have to come with that type of energy to leave a lasting impression. So, you know, weeks later, you have podcasters talking about how dope your show was two weeks ago. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> Would you say that growing up listening to Run DMC is what potentially made you guys classy when it comes to hip hop? Because you guys aren't very vulgar and Run DMC is definitely a classy group. So is there a potential that the people that you were influenced by, Jay, and you being influenced by Run DMC, that those names helped you guys be a more friendly band? Well, shoot, I'm going to have to go with uh, definitely. But, you know, I used to be vulgar in my rhymes. Really? Until I met this cat. (laughs) And then I had to clean it up because, you know, we got together and we were, I guess it was kind of like we were in a school situation. So we definitely need to, you know, monitor how our lyrics came across and stuff like that. But I realized also, too, that I like words. You know, I used to read the dictionary, everything. I throw a whole bunch of words in my rhymes all the time. And that allows me to not have to curse and emphasize those vulgar, you know, I words love, and stuff I like love that, that he said that because that's what my dad used to tell me as a kid. He was like, son, a man curses because he can't, can't find the words to express what he really wants to say. And mm-hmm. as wordsmiths, um, that's, what, that's our arsenal is words. So the more words, the more broad your vocabulary is, then you can come across and get the same emphasis but not have to be vulgar, you know, and get your point across to a more wide 
yeah. broad audience. I kind of felt that when we were first hanging out before we did the podcast, because I'm a little vulgar. Mm-hmm. So I've worked in talk radio for 10 years, 11 years. So I just... I'm kind of a vulgar person and you guys were so classy that I was like, okay, I definitely need to read the room <laughs> and be a little better than I usually am. Yeah. What's up guys? We got, uh, we have Jay Wilson and Shad core from the real clash. We are heard on Z radio live every Friday. So I had to make sure we did a quick reset. I'll have people critique my show and they're like, you got to reset, make sure everything makes sense. Now guys, how many members do you have in the band? Uh, we currently have six members right now. We have, um, uh Myself as an MC, Jay Act right here as an MC. Yes. Um, also producer. Um, and I also double as, uh, I do a little bit of producing, but a lot of the bulk of the songwriting. Um, then we have, uh, Eliana, aka Vox. So good. Our vocalist. She's, Vox. yeah, she's amazing. And then we have Sean, uh, Shawnee D. That's our bass player. We have Jay Walk, our keyboard player. And, and then we have D Mix as our drummer. What up? How did you meet all of them? What's the process of finding the right person for the band? Jeez. All right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like most, the half the band basically met in a production program over at St. Petersburg College called Mirror Music Industry Recording Arts. And it was just like we were doing a whole bunch of classes together and we had projects and things like that. So that was kind of like how we all met. And then we decided. Oh, we looked around, we saw that there was like different ensembles, which contained like different yeah. you know, musical instruments and things like that. But there was like no hip hop lane. So it was like, all right. I was like, yo, we should we should maybe like do a hip hop class. You know what I mean? We came together, me, shot, worked on a project. And then, you know, Eliana came through and uh, we had Jordan. And then we met uh, D-Mix, who's the drummer, and Shawnee D, who's uh, the bass player outside of those classes, but we basically came together in the school together and um, decided, I think they need a hip hop curriculum and that we can enhance um, some things there at the school and decided to get together and do that. What are some things that you can learn about hip hop? You know what I mean? Because some people might just go, and this could go for any type of music, music, rock music, whatever, and just go, oh, you're just listening to rock music or you're just listening to hip hop. Like, what are the things you can learn each day about hip hop? I mean, you just have to study the culture. Like, um, there's so many different elements to it. You know, we obviously handle like the MCing element. So yes. our thing is all about, um, our, our lyrics, our flow, our stage presence. Um, but then there's so many other elements. It's, you know, you got the, the break dancing element. You got the DJing aspect. So just, realizing all that it encompasses and if it's something that you want to get into then you just have to figure out what your lane is what what are you drawn to i was drawn as a kid to the rhyming the words i just love to make words rhyme right so what i did excuse me is studied other mcs and studied their cadences and you know how they would make words rhyme and what words they would use to rhyme because um, me, my, my own personal thing is I don't like to be predictable. You know what I mean? That's one of my pet peeves when I listen to an artist, when I feel like I can predict what they're going to rhyme the word with. So, <laughs> yeah. so like when you can rhyme a word that I didn't see that word coming, I'm like, that dude gets it. So th- that kind of goes back to what I was saying, just studying and, 
and always challenging yourself. One thing that I do that I've done this for, and I don't even think I really thought about it till kind of fairly recently is every time I write a new rhyme, I make it a personal goal to use a word that I didn't previously use before. And that's what keeps it uh, fun and exciting and new. You know what I mean? I don't want to recycle a lot of the same words. So I try to always use at least one word in the new verse that I haven't previously used before. So, you know, I said all that to say just study, 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 and figure out what it is that you're attracted to. So my whole life I've been into talk radio, so I'll be able to like hear a show and know if it's good or not. And sometimes I'll hear a show that's just beginning and you can see where they need to improve. And that's coming from a humble side of me where I'm improving every day. You know what I mean? For you guys, when you're listening to music, are there times you'll turn on the radio and you can just predict what the next line's going to be just because of the rap song and the way it's going? As a person that's been doing it for so long, can you turn on the radio or turn on the new releases on Spotify and turn on the latest song and sort of see where it's going? Yeah, pretty much because it's, it's like the record labels nowadays or, 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 you know, the more indies because there's a lot of more indie um, artists out there. I think they're looking at what's popular. Yes. And not so much what could make you stand out uniquely. And they're going after, okay, this sounds good. I see that they're getting like a thousand or a million spins on this track. Let me go and try to make something like that. You know what I'm saying? Where we would do something like that for fun, just to say that we can do it. When they're just trying to do it just to be like the next big thing without realizing that, okay, I sound just like this person, but I don't really care. You know, I'm just going to take this lane anyway. Well, TikTok is weird too. I'm on it because I need to be on it. And a lot of these songs will blow up and then people don't even end up liking the song. They just heard the 12 second version of it. Like the uh, Kate Bush song. Where did she go? She was popular on the radio for one second because of the TikTok. And now no one's talking about Kate Bush anymore. So I feel like sometimes even if you do get your big break from a site like TikTok, I don't think that's going to last in the long run because TikTok is just a swiping app. You know, like I feel like that isn't the way to make it long-term in music. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. And I think it just depends on what you're in it for. Like, you may have those people that are in it just for that. And, yeah. And, you know, hey, more power to you. But then if you're trying to, like, make a career and you're trying to create actual art and something that's going to last, then you're not in it just for the TikTok glory. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, you know... Um, cause like Jay said, we can do that stuff. We can do it easily, but like, is it to us as artists, is that really fulfilling? You know what I mean? So I want to put out something that I can be proud of. Like, yo, you know, like I go back or I listen to it later. I just, uh, shared some on, uh, Facebook the other day and I tagged Jay. It was something me and him did like, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Maybe even longer than that. It was, uh, a verse that I did for this contest that Royce of 5'9 and DJ Premier was uh, was having. And I kind of almost forgot I did, and I went back and I listened to it. And sometimes, and, and I know Jake can attest to this, as an MC, you'll listen to your old stuff and be like, man, I wrote that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, and you just kind of like pat yourself on the back, like, yo, that was, 
I want some hard bars, son. <laughs> what are some of your favorite songs that you guys have made together? Oh, man, there's so many. I know. Uh, well, okay, so um, this is a perfect time probably to talk about this new project that we got. Yeah, what's out. up? Um, so, uh, you know, me and Jay, we've been doing our thing with TRC for 10 years, right? And we, don't get me wrong, we love it. We enjoy it. That's, that's, our, that's our brainchild. That's our baby. But um, with the TRC stuff, it's, it's all over the place as far as genres, and that's on purpose. Like, we don't try to s- stay in a lane or anything like that. It's just as it comes to us because there's so much diversity in the group that we can do that. But we have this project coming out. Uh, in 2023, where it's just me and him and our homeboy Troy, uh, Troy Cedeno of the C Lab, uh, studios. He's, uh, he's the producer. So it's a three man project and it's so hip hop, so boom bap hip hop. You know what I mean? Which we don't do too much of that in the band, but that's what, that's where we come from. You know, those are our roots. So it's called Labstract and it's a five song EP. And I'm telling you, all the songs on there are banging. But as far as like the stuff together with TRC, oh man, we got a song called "A Cracking." That's usually like the show closer when we're performing. That song goes so hard. Uh, we got "Left to Right," we got "Box Cutter," we got "Overdrive," "All Pro No Bono." Man, we got so many that we j- we as the the writers and the artists. Doing this song, we enjoy doing it. So I can't stress this enough to any artists out there. You have to enjoy what you do if you want other people to enjoy it. I'm going to look up which song I was playing on repeat just now. That song. Effigy. Okay. Ah. That song is okay. so good. Okay. And it's the yeah. last thing I was listening to. That's that, classic. That's, yeah. that's actually the first song we recorded. I was just about to no say way. That. That's yeah. the first that's the song. It sounds new. It doesn't sound old. Wow. It's weird. Yeah, that's, that's a, a that's yeah. a legendary song, bro. That's I was really the very it. first song we wrote together, and we made a statement with that song. If you listen to the hook, we say, "Oh, this is what hip hop looks like," because we came in wanting to make sure we stood out and and change the narrative a bit. Because you know how you were saying earlier how like a lot of the music people are trying to sound a certain way or they're trying oh, yeah. to pre- 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 you know, present a certain image. And we were like, it don't have to be all that. Not all of us smoke. Not all of us cuss. Not all of us cheat. Not all of us gangbang. And let's change the narrative up a little bit. So that's what that song was all about. And our tagline to this day is hip-hop redefined. What do you guys partake in? Any weed or anything? Any what? Do you guys smoke weed? Oh. I don't personally, but there's members in the group that do. You know, we'll oh. let them come on the Damn, show. Damn, I didn't know you didn't <laughs> smoke. Now <laughs> I feel like a douchebag for asking okay. for Allegedly. Listen, I smoke microphones, bro. That's what go. I'm doing You right really now. do. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Dude, I have so much respect for you for that. And I'm not just saying that. Like, it's so easy to just take the route of being vulgar. Yeah. Of smoking weed and drinking and yeah. talking to girls. Right. And there's something to be said about a person who just lives a moral, clean life and doesn't let you know about it, which is what I like about you, is that I didn't know if you smoked weed or not. Right. But you're not, like, anti-weed, but you're not talking about it. Like, you don't, like, burn bridges where people that smoke weed are like, I can't listen to him. He's anti-weed and vice versa. Like, Absolutely. 
Yeah, that, you guys I, are good. I, I credit that to my parents, man. It was like, you know, um, you know, you treat people how you want to be treated, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's my personal preference not to, but I'm not going to come down on you because you do. I'm not yeah. going to come, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm no better. I ain't got no stones to throw. So I do me, you do you, and, yeah. we, and we can coexist, and we can be cool, and we can get on the podcast. Why can't everyone be like that? Uh, I'm telling you, man. I don't know. To come off that, too, it's like you, you'd be surprised because people look at us and they'd be like, all right, they talk about their hip-hop band. But we get in front of people, and they automatically, like, are coming up to us after the shows like, yo, we didn't know that that was going to be that. You know, so they're under the impression of one thing when they hear it because they're so, you know, stereotypical in their mindset all the time about what they think hip hop is. And then when they hear us, it's like, word. Well, I uh, purposely did not bring my mom to a Mary Joanna Miss uh, Christmas party. <laughs> That's just not something like that my mom needs to see, even though uh, she pretty much knows. But the next day she asked me, she was like, can I hear this band that you played last night? And she's not big into rap. Like none of the rap that I grew up listening to, she doesn't remember any of it. It sounds like one long song. Like I could put on a Lil Wayne song or any of those rappers back then and she wouldn't notice the uh, difference. But I put on uh, your music and she just loved it. It was insane. I've never, and she's never even liked rap at all. And she was like, wow, this is really good. You know what? And that's the biggest compliment, man, right there. That's the biggest compliment. Um, and like Jay said, that's that's the general reaction that we get from yeah. people. Like after we do a show, it was like, I didn't think, I didn't know it was going to be like this. And that's what sets you apart. And that I've always been big on not following the crowd. But again, yeah. I'm cut from that cloth. I'm, I cut, I'm cut from a cloth of artists who... They were applauded for their uniqueness and yeah. their originality. You know, Public Enemy, EPMD, A Tribe Called Quest, Wu-Tang Clan, Outkast. You know, all of these people existed in this thing called hip-hop, but none of those groups sound alike. They're all uniquely themselves. It was very bizarre. I have this uncle um, who is just your typical rich boomer. I mean, lives in Los Angeles. I love the guy, but he is just, think of what a rich boomer looks like, and it's my uncle, and he <laughs> always says, I would like hip-hop more if there was a little bit of melody and if there was a little bit of music in it. And I'm literally like, man, I should probably introduce my uncle to your band because I think you guys would be the first hip-hop band to make Uncle Ken want to listen to hip-hop. Uncle Kent, man, get you some TLC in your life, man. Get you some TLC for real. Yeah, we got that, man. We definitely got melodies. I, me as a songwriter, I, I love just finding new melodies to come up with. Again, I just, I just enjoy the craft of making songs and joining this band was so life changing for me because prior to this band, it was pretty much 98% hip hop that I wrote. Yeah. I would write a little bit outside of the genre and have other artists, but once I met Eliana, our singer, because I had this song, I had this box cutter. Box cutter was written back in like 09, for the most part, the hook was. But I knew that it was a certain voice I was looking for yeah. to sing it, and I hadn't found that. So I didn't really show the song to anybody until I met her. 
And that's when the band finished fleshing the song out three years later, 2012. And then I wrote some uh, verses once I met her because then, but she, she nailed the song. It was like even better than what I imagined in my head. So now I just enjoy coming up with new melodies and new songs for her to sing. And she can sing in so many different um, styles that it makes it exciting for a songwriter like myself. Now, I want to ask you guys, what are um, moments you go through where you realize you came up with a great idea? I'll have it maybe four times a year where I go, holy crap, that's a great idea. Do you guys ever have that throughout the year where you're like, wow, that is just magic? It, it happens all the time. We we get together on Wednesdays. Yeah. And Jay is always recording, which I'm I'm so glad he does because sometimes you'll have a good idea, but you might not capture it you yeah, know what I mean? yeah yeah because because typically it, jay knows this we'll we come together with a game plan i was like okay we go practice this song and then the band will start jamming on something else and then before you know it, we got a whole nother song and then <laughs> we don't get to the other song we was working on because now we done came up with a new yeah. idea but it yeah it happens all the time how often does the band have any disagreements or i don't want to put out the f word but fights all the time oh wow there's always a disagreement, <laughs> even if it's not like huge or big or like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like nobody's like trying to pull out gats and blast somebody or whatever. But it's like, what's an example of a recent one that oh, you want to say on the show? Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. This is a good one. Well, this, the show that you came to. Yes. The reason why we're on your podcast today. Okay. We, we premiered four new songs. Now, the secret is those songs aren't really done yet. <laughs> but and I was I, I felt kind of like uncomfortable with performing those songs just because they weren't done even though a lot of times we perform songs that aren't always done and they sound good um you know me and you know me and me and my bass player kind of like got into it a little bit because he he was like man we should just premiere all the new songs we should play all all the songs and I'm like okay we could play all the songs but and, you know, I don't know my verse. And then we got, you know, we got a couple of people who, who weren't at practice a couple of days and they don't have really have parts for it. So that means that we're just going to be making kind of making stuff up on the spot. And we had like two weeks before the show. That's that's kind of like a disagreement we had because I felt uncomfortable with it. But he was like, yo, let's do it. And I was like, all right. So what I did was I was like, OK, you want me to do these songs? Fine. Let's do these instrumentals. Record them. I'll go home. I'll lay them down. I'll put my verses over them. I'll memorize the verses. I'll come to the show and we'll do the song. So it, it worked out, but it know. worked out. And in the back of my head, Ryan, I was like, you know what? Ninety five percent of the people go be high. They won't know if we mess up. Anything. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty much. To be honest, <laughs> I was in such a comatose vibe that it was the best show ever. Right, right. You could have gone out and sang the ABCs, and I would have been like, "Yeah." <laughs> but we yeah. all, we always, we we always like do our thing when we get on stage too, and it it just shows like the chemistry and everything that we have together. What are some things besides the project you just announced? What are some big plans you have for TRC this year? What are some things you want to manifest? You want to put out there because right now it's the second day of the year. If they're listening in the future. Let's say in seven months, this was what they put out seven months ago. Um, we plan on working with this company that's based out of uh, out of Toronto to uh, 
<clears throat> excuse me, get some sync licensing placements for film, for TV, possibly video games. Um, we're looking to do that in the real, real near future. So we're excited about that possibility to be able to, you know, hear a TRC song in, in a big feature film. So that's one of the things that we're working on. We also got a an EP that we'll be dropping sometime this this year called No Wasted Notes. And that's going to be a banger. I'm telling you. It sounds like the name of a banger. Like, there's some songs that you just see the name of and you go, that's going to be trash. That has the vibe of a legendary song, bro. You no. know what? I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Not to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm, I'm glad you said that because we kind of had a member in the band. I'm not going to name that person. But they're that listening. Was, that was like, I don't know if you necessarily want to go with that title. But... You're the first person who's heard the title that's not in the band, and you say it's a go, so... Well, let's be real. You guys could go on to do a sold-out world tour, but nothing will ever beat this song. <laughs> if you're looking for the pulse of Tampa Bay sports, Beckles and Retton is the number one source. The new guard, raising up the bar. Intelligent sports talk in your home backyard. No competition, ask the fans why. Beckles and Reds, you got it by a landslide. Don't fret, Michael, microphone check, stand by. Yo, Fox, where they at? Where my two favorite guys? Here they go, 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 here Every day that I've worked on that show, one of the greatest afternoon shows to ever be on the radio in this town, Beckles and Rutcher, the old Beckles and Rutcher show. Every day, I would be kind of tired because during the time I worked on that show, I was going through a lot of hard times in my life. Like I was, I nothing bad, but I was just going through so much between August to about eight, 10 weeks ago. For about eight weeks, I worked on that show. And there were times, man, it'd be like 258 and I overslept and I wasn't in a good mood. And that song would come on and it would immediately pump me up. Wow, bro. That's, that's so humbling to hear, man. I remember when me and Ian sat down, had lunch and we talked about the idea. I remember like it was yesterday and he, he, um, he told me one of his favorite songs was Here I Go by, by Mystical. Great song. He, he has that on all the time. He yes. loves that song. And so I was like, well, let's do that, but put a spin on it. You know what I mean? Let's not use the actual beat, but let's, you know, use that bass line because that's one of my favorite oh, yeah. bass oh, yeah. lines of all time. That doom, doom, doom. So simple, but so good. Get you pumped up. Hell right? yeah, dude. And so I just wanted to bring that energy from that song and then just, you know, make you think of like getting ready for, I don't know, a, a big game or something like that. Anything. You, know I mean? you yeah. could put that if you're about to jog, you know, yeah, that yeah. anything goes with that song. Yeah. So I'm glad, man, I'm glad it's, you know, it had that effect and has that effect on people. And uh, Chris Mathis, remember the name. He's going to be the next voice of the Buccaneers on the radio. And he works on the Ronnie and T crash show now in the afternoons. And at that time, he was the producer of Pat and Aaron in the middays. And a lot of times, we had a two-minute commercial break between 2.58 to 3 that I would have to get everything ready. And we, once everything was going and the music was playing, we would sit back and we we would go, Pickles and Richard! <laughs> off air. And then turn on the mic for Ian and Jay. 
that song always put us in a good mood, man. That was that was great. Man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now, before I let you guys go, um, when it's all said and done, and I'm not trying to get dark, but when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacies to be in the Tampa Bay area and in the music business? How do you want to be remembered? Shoot. All right, that's a good question. Uh, I just want to be remembered as um, a very positive, very influential um very creative, somebody who, you know, who actually did something good and wasn't known for the negativity that we usually get stuck with as hip-hop artists. And, you know, hopefully our name will be out there and people will be saying, you know, TRC in the next year or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For me, man, it's um, inspiration. That's the one word that comes to mind. I want to inspire the same way this genre has inspired me since I was a little kid. I want to transfer that energy and just continue, continue tradition of inspiring with my words, with my artistry. And it's something to be said about collaborating. Um, when you can work with other like-minded individuals, like-minded you know, creatives, always remember that two heads are better than one. So imagine you get six heads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet the thoughts that come into some of the meetings are just unreal because one person's having like a brain freeze or whatever where they can't think of whatever, and then the next person just adds to it. That's what it is right there, man. And, and you know, you could put a lot of talent in a room together, but you can never predict chemistry. So one way to thwart that and to keep that at the door is leaving your ego at the door. So we all come in, not just as creators, but I think we all still come in as students. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, I'm the elder statesman of the crew, but I always have my learning cap on. Yeah. I can learn from the youngest in the group. From the second to youngest, from anybody in the group, I can still learn. So as long as you're still teachable, still coachable, um, and you leave your ego at the door, then everything else will fall in place. How often, not just music, but in life, how often do you think having an ego holds people back? All the time. All the time, bro, because ego means insisting on your way, right? Yeah. And like you just said... You might be having a brain freeze or you may have an idea, but the person next to you might have an even better idea. If you leave, if you come in with ego, then you go resist. There's going to be <laughs> resistance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though in your mind, you're like, dang, that's a dope idea. But it's like, nah, I want my way. We don't do any of that. And that's what keeps us. Uh, first of all, it keeps us friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Humble too. Humble. Right? Yeah. And, and, and it. We want the best idea for the project. You know what I mean? Yes. So what's going to be best for the song? My way, my, there's not really too many times that I can really think of offhand where, um, we just stayed button heads on like a creative idea. You know what I mean? So I'm always open to hearing what, cause it happens all the time. Like 
you know, um, somebody's going to have a idea that might just be better than yours. And, oh, of course. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, if you leave your ego at the, at the side, you'll be like, you know what? That is a dope idea. We should say this word instead of that word. Or we should add an extra four bars before we go to the hook or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Just to keep it fresh, to keep it new, to keep it exciting. So, yeah, you got to leave the ego at the door. Well, guys, it's been a lot of fun having you on the show. And the next time you guys have a concert, and I know you guys make the like event page, make sure I'm one of the first people to be invited to it, and I will be there in a second. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, thank we you, guys. We want you to come. We want your mom to come. And if we can get Uncle, was it Ken? Okay. Yes. Get Uncle Ken there, and we good. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour is now over. Happy hour is now over. And like that, he's gone.